This is Amy Poehler. My new movie, Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2, is coming to theaters June 14th, and it's making me feel joy and sadness and anger. Definitely some disgust. Rose! And I think a little fear. But I'm also feeling these new emotions like anxiety, embarrassment, envy, and ennui. It's what you call the boredom. Okay, that one was weird. It's going to be the feel-everything movie of the summer. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only in theaters June 14. Get tickets now. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web. And your number one source for after-show entertainment. From the AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menunos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies, this is AfterBuzz TV's Cosmos After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Cosmos After Wake Show. Wake me up, shake me up, listen to the stars. Sorry, I'm letting the, I'm letting the music settle in, Marissa and Scott. <laughs> I just want to hear the hook. The galaxy That's is right, ours. The galaxy is ours. There we go. Welcome, AfterBuzz TV Nation. We all know that with 27 million weekly downloads, Downloaded in 75 different countries, we're your one-stop, one destination for true after-show entertainment. And this is Cosmos, a space-time odyssey season. Well, it's the only season, episode two. <laughs> and it's, a, what is it? A sum of the things called molecules, I believe. No, some of the things... <laughs> I'm a minute 21 in. I already forgot the title. What's going to happen tonight, man? I know. And I watched it in piecemeal, so I didn't get the title. So it's up up to you. Hey, I'm JC, <laughs> and sitting next to me, of course, my main man, Mr. Scott Moore. What's going on, Scott? Yeah, it's uh, it's great to be back. This was another really deep, meaty episode here. And to say the Ugh. least. And, of course, no show would be complete with who I'm going to call Lady Stats. Marissa Serafini, what's going on? Stats. Hello, everyone. <laughs> JC, I think you enjoyed that song at the beginning. I did very I much did too. It's I have no idea what it is. Never you heard of it. Tell us uh, about it a little okay. bit. The, the song's called "A Galaxy Is Ours." If you were if you're in the 2030 age right now, being 2014, you, it's from a well-known Disney original um, Disney Channel original movie, Xenon. Xenon. Okay. Century, All right. Which takes place out in outer space. Awesome. Way to tie it in. Right. Yeah. And the episode for you, it's called Some of the Things That Molecules Do. Just yeah. to help you out there. Now, was it some like S O M E? Because that's what I thought it was, or was it S U M? Some. No, S O M E. Okay. Just some things. Yeah. Just, just, so I was thinking some, some of the, the molecules, things. and they were yeah. trying to throw in some math on us or something. Yeah. So, some of the things, which basically is everything. Yeah. Uh, I mean, general thoughts, and I mean, we can talk about that, but well, let's let. What were your thoughts about tonight's episode? Um, I I thought it was interesting that we kind of delved right into pretty much 
our planet and, uh, you know, getting the details with natural selection and evolution and things like that. I wasn't sure that we were going to jump right in in this episode. I wasn't sure if we were going to continue exploring the, you know, outer space. Mm-hmm. And so it was interesting that we dived right into to our history of our planet, which I guess makes sense you know, in you the rem- arc of the episodes. You remind me of something. something everything, you, you always trigger something for me when, when we're talking about the show. And last week I had, I had said that to go outside, one must go within. Mm-hmm. And I just thought about that right now because... I thought we were going to still continue our voyage on space, right. but like you said before we went on air, before mm-hmm. we got to go out, we got to start in the basics. Mm-hmm. And I, once again, my brain is fried again. Yeah, mine is too. Way Ooh. too much. And, and and there was a lot of you know great feedback. Thank you, fans. We mm-hmm. love that you love the show, and we Absolutely. promise to bring you all this entertainment. And stick around because we are going to break down the Cosmos app a little bit later as well. Mm-hmm. But... Um, just there was so much to digest, and I want to question what they were doing. You, you, you know, because last week there was a lot of flack. Is talk about Oklahoma, the the mm-hmm. affiliate in Oklahoma who actually supposedly accidentally cut away mm-hmm. for fifteen seconds mm-hmm. of the episode when they were talking about um, uh, was it they were talking about was it evolution or science? I'm trying to remember the exact. Part. Yeah, I'm too. I, I believe it was something with evolution, which again, like even in, in tonight's episode, there were little bits and pieces here where I thought, well, if people don't necessarily believe everything that's being said here, I could see that as being a prime takeaway of being able to edit right. just a few seconds there, you know, talking about where, where he even says evolution is science fact. Right. So like that's, you know, that's saying a lot right there. And, if, and not everyone's necessarily going to believe that. So, you know, getting back into political and religious stuff, I was wondering how some people took that in tonight's episode as well. Yeah, because like you said, they did it again. And mm-hmm. even our chat role is talking about it. I, and this is from Ryan, was it Whitlison? I could almost hear with the fart. Was it with Tallison? Yeah. yeah, I forgot the accent. Ooh. There, My uh, English is not well, that's very a, that's good. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. That's a great last name. I love it. Well, Ryan says, I could almost hear the far-right folks having fits about tonight's episode Mm -hmm. of Cosmos. And in a, in a way, I don't think they should because they're, they're just presenting it. Mm-hmm. That is, it's open for you, the viewer, to open up and debate about it. Debate with your family. Question everything. And that's what they said in the first episode. They did say that, you know, you need to question everything. Yeah, no, that, that's, that's all there. They're not mm-hmm. telling you what to, where to go with it because you hear a lot of feedback of, of, about um, Dr. Tyson's, um, he being an atheist and things of this mm-hmm. nature. And that's not his, his job is just to present it. Mm-hmm. I, and I, I know people are going to keep going on and on about this, but listen to both sides of the argument and make your decision. It leaves ultimately, ultimately it is up to you, the viewer. It is, it is. But I do, I can see where the political and religious stuff would, could end up taking a hit, especially like last week we were talking about with Bruno and some of the controversies there they brought up with the Catholic church and, making the Catholic Church kind of look bad in, mm-hmm. in a way. Um, and then again tonight by saying point blank evolution is science fact. I, I personally believe that, but I'm just saying I think there would be people that could be watching it that have different backgrounds and different faiths that may not necessarily believe that. So I do think it, it kind of straddles that line of being a little bit kind of saying this is the way it is. Mm-hmm. But I do agree with you too. At the end of the day, you're watching this as a viewer and then you have to decide 
if this is something that you believe or not and what you want to take away from it. So they're telling us it's science fact, mm-hmm. correct? Mm-hmm. Okay, so most of the uh, most findings are mm-hmm. through, you know, the scientific method and through test and evaluation, right. correct? Right. And and that makes us question Giordano's story and also tonight there was another story the the Saturn bit which will we get into a yes, little bit later yeah. which is visually stunning but yeah. I have some problems with it and and so does some viewers I was on IMDb and he he wrote about this um, if it is R Partridge two on IMDb tonight's episode clarified my disappointment in the series so far it's disjointed example Tyson is talking about evolution on life and then takes us on a side trip to one of the moons of Saturn presumably to show that alternative forms of life could exist in atmospheres. But he doesn't do that. He plunges his hokey spacecraft into the lake. And this is and I'm gonna cut it off there because what I'm saying is there wasn't there isn't fact. There isn't facts that there's life in that water. It's mm-hmm. all speculation. Right. Mm-hmm. So then to me, I, I, I slightly I love I love this show. I do too. But I, I do also want us to want the show to stay in its mission statement where it's saying, you know, this is science fact. I understand there's the argument, well, part of Part of us, what leads us to speculate, is that wonder. Yeah, and I, 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 but I do kind of think it. It is a good point to bring up as as the potential of the other life forms and other opportunities out there, because I think we're so set on, you know, Earth and life forms here and how they started and what they have to be able to survive. You know, temperature and what type of air they breathe and what type of water they breathe if they're water creatures and how they evolve. And it could be very different on lots of other planets and different universes. So I, I think it was good to at least bring that up. Okay, um, but you, in the sense of speculation, because that's part of science too, is, is is having the hypothesis and and you know exploring things and being able to do the research and see what works and what doesn't work. And so I do think it at least that brings up a good point. So do you think maybe they should address it like on an episode where Dr. Tyson can say, you know, it is science fact, mm-hmm. but we're asking you to keep an open mind, and that is the way science progresses is through testing through, mm-hmm. like you just said, hypothesis and whatnot. Theories and, and research and going through, yeah, the scientific process and seeing, you know, what works and what doesn't. So, yeah, I I, I could understand, you know, what that viewer was saying, too, kind of questioning it was disjointed, because I agree a little bit. Sometimes they kind of go all over the place, and it mm-hmm. seemed weird to focus on Titan and then come back to earth uh it did seem kind of odd i think that was better set for maybe another episode if they're exploring the outer realms of space to talk about different potential possibilities for life but. sure 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 no and what i was gonna say some, one thing we are sure on though is coming up uh later this was it this week yeah it's a, a little show coming up with uh, the boss lady the queen right. bee Miss uh, Maria Menounos, yeah. yes, our boss chief. She's uh, Scott. Take it away. You 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 wanted to talk about a little bit about the upcoming show of conversations, or ch- I'm sorry, chasing, chasing Maria, Maria Menounos. Menounos. No, I was gonna say, you know, uh, another show that I love, and I love Cosmos. This is another show that you guys are definitely gonna love, and it, it debuts this Tuesday, uh, March 18th, on Oxygen, and it's from our EP and our founder here of AfterBuzz, uh, Maria Menounos. It's chasing Maria Menounos, and take a quick listen. It- Tuesdays on Oxygen. I'm Maria Menounos, and my life can get a little crazy. I host Extra. I'm an actor, producer, dancer, wrestler, and a lot of other things. 
I live with Kevin, my boyfriend of 15 years. Do you really love me? I would say that I'm in serious like. And my parents. Yep. I just said I live with my parents. You drive me crazy. You drive me crazy. My parents want us to get married. You both love each other. Get married. Kevin and I don't. I am going to get married when I want to get married. I think I want kids. Kevin definitely doesn't want them now. This is being pushed on to us. And of course, my parents wanted them yesterday. This year, you got to have it. And I have a house full of people counting on me financially. If I take my eye off the ball, everything can fall apart. It doesn't matter what anybody else thinks or wants us to do. It's what we want to do. Everyone things that they know what's best for me but i'm really the only one i have got to figure things out chasing maria menounos is so new every tuesday at 10 9 central starting march 18 only on oxygen and welcome back i i'm i'm excited i can't wait I'm, to see it i've i've got it i'm re- um, prepared to record on the, the old dvr so it's it's there and waiting and one thing i do love about they are so they are the biggest animal lovers I've ever mm-hmm. met in my life. So one thing, they have their, their love, their passion for their dogs. Yes, and... which I love as a big uh, animal lover and, and owner of two dogs. So it makes me very excited. To... And how ironic was it that he opens the, you know, the episode tonight about natural selection is mm-hmm. Dr. Tyson. Well, first he's, he's chasing off wolves, mm-hmm. but he's, he decides to explain the, tra- the transition from wolves to dogs. Mm-hmm. You know, it happening about 30,000 years ago where, you know, and and how I just I just love how the fact that they said cuteness was involved. Yes. <laughs> so somehow evolution knew cuteness right. would further the species and yeah. changes. And I came across a little article. Actually, I think I even tweeted about it today where mm-hmm. because Dr. Tyson talked about the, the evolution came from the gray wolf. And in now science, I think it was Christian Science Monitor was mm-hmm. talking about that it's not necessarily a, a, a gray wolf that dogs evolved from. It was from a separate dog that is a separate wolf that is no no longer with us. It is now extinct. Yes, I did hear about that, too. There was a there was an article fairly recently. And I don't even know if it was the same one, but, uh, you know, back maybe several months ago that I read in, in uh, the L.A. Times. And it was basically talking about the same thing about how they evolved from a wolf that's no longer uh, in existence anymore. Mm-hmm. Um but I did find it – it is interesting. I mean that article that I read in the LA Times took it a little differently than the way this uh, – the way Cosmos broke it down, okay. which I do kind of believe this theory here too about the – sort of the artificial selection um, and how humans basically had a hand in evolving the wolf and, and getting it to be what we know now as the today's canine, today's dog. Right. And, and how domesticated he- them. And how it only it happened it transpired over a case of what about ten thousand years yeah about yeah fifteen twenty thousand years I mean it's pretty quick right turnaround when you think about it and the big again the big picture of things of how quickly they evolved into domesticated animals it, like it, the the artificial selection versus natural selection mm-hmm. which ta- has taken billions of years mm-hmm. and my wondering is and I wanted to, I wanted to actually ask this to our viewers mm-hmm. what's the next step in artificial selection. If we did this, did this with dogs, mm-hmm. and now with our technology, the way things are moving, what's next? Are we talking transhumanism? What are mm-hmm. we talking? What? What? Like a mix of cyborg human? I, I mean, we're already kind of there in the sense of what you could say now with uh, you know GMOs, genetic, genetically modified organisms, or, or that's sort of what I would say is is the current artificial selection okay. of being able to manipulate genes and make you know for plants and other things to you know change how much they grow how their yield, everything else. So I would say like GMOs are probably today's and also controversial in their own selves too right. as far as us doing artificial 
you know, selection and, and mixing and matching fruits and vegetables. And see, I was, I was going way too sci-fi, man. You, you had, you, that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. We're, we're in that right now. No, but I do think like future, like you said, like, will there be a mix of like man versus machine? Like, are we going to start replacing, you know, body parts with machine type parts? Ray, uh, is it, I believe is it Ray Kurzweil is the one that says that that will happen. I think like in 2029, 20, 2046, yeah. something, some, yeah. somewhere around there. And that, that machines will actually, you know, in a sense, be smarter than than their creators and and have more actual intelligence and be able to comprehend on their own. Right. Yeah. So so basically, in, let us know what you your thoughts, guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's next for natural selection, or even I mean, artificial selection and also natural yeah. selection. What's next? Yeah. What's next for us? <laughs> what's natural next for us? selection as as humans? What's next for us is breaking down <laughs> oh, breaking down DNA. Oh man. I I know this is re- – I've heard a lot on boards. People are like, oh, this is remedial science. Right. <laughs> no. Science 101. But it's 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 good stuff to kind of rehash even if you did have that in school. You know what? I'm going to say I did not I did yeah. not remember half these lessons I, I've, I've, I've been taught through these first two episodes of Cosmos. Mm-hmm. And one thing that I learned after watching the first episode, and we talked about it when before we went in tonight, that when I walked out of the door, all I do now is look up. It's made me want to mm-hmm. look up. Just wonder, and, and and I think that's the genesis of the show. Yeah, I agree, and and even just uh, and now even tonight, like just being able to walk around and you know look at the trees and the grass, and like when I'm taking all my dogs out for a walk and notice their details and the way they've you know obviously partly naturally and artificially mm-hmm. been selected, but you know it like take a pay attention to the details a little bit more too of just the earth around us and, and how f- detailed and fascinating that is and the fact that you brought up trees makes me think of tardigrades tardigrades are the kings yes oh my gosh <laughs> i mean those guys are the badasses yeah. they're better than cockroaches i know here i thought it was like cockroaches and share that would be around after the end of the you know <laughs> life as we know it but apparently these creatures will be yeah to definitely get but what i found so fascinating because it was all a common thread Mm-hmm. And it's how just a, that one mutation is what creates every, mm-hmm. what we are today. Every, it all started with one mutation mm-hmm. from a DNA strand. That was it. Yeah, it's incredible. I mean, like and like you said, it's true. Like mo- you think of mutations in a lot of ways as being negative, but for the most part, they're not. They're either harmless or they help give an advantage to you know species. But you think of mutation, you think, oh, that's you know, you just automatically think, oh, it's bad. And yes, there are some mutations that you know, can be deadly to the species or the animal, but most of the time they're actually pretty good. And, and talking about, like, with evolution and whatnot, and mm-hmm. I don't know if Marissa maybe has even heard of this. Have you heard of the fact that we are evolving in such a way because we uh, the loss of use of thumbs that we were going to become wet, our, mm-hmm. our thumb and our index finger would be webbed? Just because of the way, the way th- we're talking hundreds of thousands of years from now, maybe millions of years from now. Correct me if I'm wrong. Sir, I, are you saying that we're going to revert back, back to, to the Not mouse? revert, no, but for some reason, I think it's because of just the way we use our hands. I am lost here. I was like, I, <laughs> we used to be, I right? Believe, Sorry, yeah, that's backwards. we used yeah. to be. But I believe the, um, the human kind of surpassed everyone else because we do have the opposable thumbs. Mm-hmm. Correct. So. Okay, so tells you what I know. I just, <laughs> I'm learning with you guys. I told you this was going to happen throughout. And that'll so. go back to being webbed when we, you know, use, you know, human parts and we can breathe underwater too. So that's when we'll be, you know, um, like, both living the land and the sea again. Like Aquaman. Yeah. Basically. And so we'll need those webbed thumbs and fingers then. You know, but in back. <laughs> everything bringing us back now to the fact that he, he brought up about DNAs that were basically tiny universes onto ourselves. Mm-hmm. 
in the correlation between is there a cor- is there a way where we'll we'll be able to explain what's going on inside of us to what's going on outside of our our own galaxy, our own Earth? Is it all one in the same? Was that what they were trying to infer there? I know that's what you you kind of think about because if you are big on you know energy and things like that and how energy all pulsates and it's all connected and you know you get the stories that everyone always says oh you're not an island because we're all connected and, mm-hmm. and in a way you know going back to the first episode of being like we're all star stuff in a way you do kind of feel that way is that you know there's so much going in internally that could be connected to what's going on externally and you know it goes to just in general how we function and how much we do have to function on on the way the universe is you know from the, the amount of sunlight and to Everything that happens outside affects us internally, and, and our own little mini universe is affected by the outside universe. Are you talking about that? So, you know, um, part of the show he we he shrank the spaceship of the imagination mm-hmm. down to such a tiny level. Does that mean what you're saying is shrinking it even more into like a quantum level stuff that we do not know yet to be able to explain other questions, explain, yeah. a- give answers to questions that we still have? Yeah, I do think so. Um, and again, like going back to the theory of being a mini universe, it's like we, you know, even as humans, we're host to billions of, of bacteria of, the, of these own living creatures that are inside within us. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it's like we are our own ecosystem, um, but we're also very much influenced by what goes on outside as well. Okay. So, yeah, that's how I feel like we're all connected in that sense. And it's funny that he said that you brought it connected because that's where he made his uh, commentary about apes and chimpanzees mm-hmm. and us. And that's where I'm wondering if Oklahoma will once again uh, block out, uh, black out the 15 seconds where mm-hmm. he talked about um, he took another shot. I, I wrote down it was another kind of shot against you know religion in the, in the religious sector, and it was just asking people just to ex- entertain the idea mm-hmm. because he said we are all one in the same. The DNA proves it. Well, and, and you know what they had said at, at one point is like everything started from a, a one-celled organism and then advanced from that point. And it is pretty spectacular, and that and they had that whole yeah that whole sequence there with the with the drawings, and you kind of watched the history there of becoming mm-hmm. that one celled organism as it moved and evolved and and came out of the sea and and went onto the land and how those land creatures evolved as well. So yeah, I mean it is a it is a fascinating thing to think about. But the I think even the more amazing thing is is the fact that we really don't even know how life actually began. Even now, even with all that science and all the Nobody really knows the origin of life itself, and that is pretty spectacular too. And in essence, that's what the episode was. I mm-hmm. think it was just a plea to those people that are watching at home, that child or that mm-hmm. man or woman that's watching it, and could you be the one that yeah, gives us that answer? That finally solves that mystery because it is really amazing that of all that we know, everything we have no idea where it all began. So then does that open the, the, the lane for... For the faith-driven people that are saying, "Well, you guys don't know, either. you know, science doesn't know either," right? And I do think it does because I think it bring it can open up that discussion again by saying, "Look, we don't know where life began. Was it from you know a bigger universe that you know there was a creation of a, a you know bigger entity? Because we still don't even know. Like last week, where all the universe, how big it really is, where does it begin? How does all that happen? Um, mm-hmm. And so it can lead to a lot of other questions, a lot of other discussions." See all this, just the, these complex systems that we're mm-hmm. talking about, and and we're, I want to move on to this complex system that I believe we all take for granted: the human, eye, the eye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The eye, which he said himself, 
cannot be it can't mm-hmm. be it's more complex than any human has any system mm-hmm. any human has ever designed and how it came to be it is it's and but also again you know it's not even as good as it once was when it was in the water where you know life originally formed was in the water mm-hmm. and i think that's the other cool thing too because we kind of touched on that as well is that you know, we we haven't even discovered all the creatures and, and animals and plants that are there on the earth now. Because you think about, you know, the depths of the oceans and what type of creatures may live at fifteen, twenty thousand feet below the surface that we've never discovered. So it's a whole other thing too that there's a whole other world of animal and plant life in the our oceans. Do you see? Could there possibly be a separation where artificial and natural selection deviate from each other? Because what's next for um, what's next for the eye? Yeah, right? Exactly. Because evolution could go a certain way, but now man's tinkering. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, where are we going to go? What? How do How do they work hand in hand? Right. You know, because evolution will take, natural selection will take billions of years, but we right. can do it next next year. There might be an Apple product. It might be the II. Exactly. <laughs> the II. <laughs> yeah. So it just. Yeah, it is pretty incredible. It, it, it leads I, – I still don't know. It, it took 375 million years mm-hmm. for it to evolve into the fact that we can't see what's in, right in front of our noses. That's right. what, that was one of his quotes on the that episode. That was one of his quotes and that you can't see in, in you know, near darkness. You can't differentiate unlike fish, which can. Um, but yet the eye is so detailed and incredible though on the same on – the, on the flip side of the coin there. Would we stop evolving? Because now we have technology that's into our lives that yeah. no longer we we don't need it to survive. Now we have apparatuses, devices that do this do the have the sight for us. Yeah, I mean you 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 bring up a good point because I've often thought about that too. It's like how do we evolve more as humans now? Because we've almost seemed to almost gone backwards. Not so much in the intelligence, but it's become we've become so dependent on you know, uh, technology and our sedentary lifestyles. And, you know, we're, we're not where we were before, uh, where we, we, we don't know how to instinctively survive mm-hmm. if all of our modern conveniences were taken away because we have moved so far ahead with our technology that we wouldn't know how to live in the outdoors necessarily and go hunt for food. And you, you know what I'm saying? Like, it, it's almost to the point that we've moved past that. I'm like, well, where do we go from there? Now people have issues of, you know, of, of sedentary lifestyles and having health issues with that. Like, how is that going to – are we almost moving backwards in a sense? Even though our intelligence has continued, is there is there a point to where we won't be able to get any smarter? And are we reverting in a way? So you're telling me I still have a shop for web thumbs. Yeah, exactly. Sweet. You know, but that's what I'm saying. Like, it does bring up a whole other side thing because we're not used to being able to hunt on our own and, and have to survive in, in, in the wild. Like, we, we wouldn't be able to do that. So, And could that regression lead us into extinction? Like, our next segment where they started talking about the halls mm-hmm. of extinction. Which was shot, and I'm willing. I will bet my I will bet my lunch money on this one that it was shot in New Mexico. Mm-hmm. And I actually had a conversation with a friend of mine who was working behind the scenes for the show, mm-hmm. and we're tr- going to try to get him next week. We were unable to get him tonight, but he definitely wants to talk about it. And he talked about working on because I I recognize I was like, that's right. You're it, from there. You look at it. and You're like, of course. <laughs> and <laughs> you see the topography, and you kind of know. Like when I see something from Florida, I know right away. And, like that's Florida, yeah. <laughs> and I've been, and I was raised in New Mexico, and I've never seen a building like that ever. I'm just saying. Yeah, you're like, why haven't I ever gone to the halls of extinction? <laughs> you know, and, and then I, that brought up the fact where once again, Dr. Tyson always brought up that the universe is trying to kill us. Mm-hmm. Where he starts talking about the five different extinctions, mm-hmm. and I don't know if there was any of that stood out to you. We're talking about, 
because it was going hand in hand. He was talking about the trilobites and their evolution of, of vision. Yeah, and, know, that, and, that, and that they made it through all of the five episodes, basically, right? Did the trilobites? No, or not no, the no, trilobites. No, it was the other ones that's that made a, it through. That's the tardigrade. Tardigrade. See, I'm getting them confused now because the tri- they both have the T's there. I think the trilobites were part of something. Is a term that I, in the research it was called the Cambrian explosion, mm-hmm. and that is where the the highest uh, evolution of 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 eyes mm-hmm. in the history of time, and it was where it's just a, a rapid transition where we have our eyes where we are today. Mm-hmm. And but then they were around for the apocalypse of the Siberian volcanoes. Yeah, that it was a hundred over a hundred hundreds of thousands, hundreds of, of thousands. Of years. Again, it's just that amount of time is just crazy. And that you and I, Marissa, mm-hmm. and are you know wouldn't be here. Mm-hmm. You know, it nearly wiped us all out. Yeah, and again, I think that was the 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 one that stood out to me was that that what they called the Great Dying because it was like nine out of ten species went extinct then and then how unhabitable uninhabitable the the planet was after that for so long mm-hmm. um it, it's just amazing that life was able to make it through and then come back and thrive and better than ever basically what were the what were the the remains there were some remains of some animals and we said wait i, I know they looked very dinosaur like and but that's this is before, before the before di- the dinosaur so i don't know what they were supposed to be either and i, I don't know again if viewers want to be able to comment and let us know yes because i was very curious about that too i'm like they look dinosaur like but they can't be yes after buzz tv what nation you guys watch us live joseph boza ryan everyone watching mm-hmm. at home hello but if you're not watching us live go to itunes please please thank you so mm-hmm. much for the wonderful reviews last week i really do appreciate them you know because this is a little bit of a different show for us at after buzz so and the a viewer wrote that you know this is a different type of show so you guys got to approach it differently mm-hmm. and we really appreciate those comments let us know what you think, what could make it better. You know, we're definitely going to – we're reaching out to a lot of people. And stay tuned in the, in the upcoming weeks. But you got to give us at least five stars. We really would appreciate <laughs> At least five. So we can get those those big smart science people in. Yes. <laughs> Lord knows we could use them. <laughs> no, but so, – and oh, well, it's funny. That's, it's funny that you mentioned that. There's a quote, and oh, I lost – it was a fantastic quote. Oh, Dr. Tyson writes about, I'm honest about my ignorance. And let's just say I'm I'm really really honest about my ignorance because right now mm-hmm. just everything that we still do not know right and the fact that these little creatures I don't know if you want to move on to the track uh, the tar- I can't even say their names the tardio tardio tardigrades yeah I can't say any of the tardigrades tardigrades I believe right the, the pop tarts yes. yeah <laughs> the tardigrades are literally could they have been from another planet. I know. Again, the, that comes up too is the theory. They have to be. You know, they could be. Again, it goes back to us not knowing the original origins of the life itself. So, but okay, they can withstand radiation mm-hmm. that's not a, from this planet. Mm-hmm. How does that come to be? Right, and they, and, you know, they can be in solid ice. They can be in boiling water. I mean, they can survive in type of climates that no other animal or plant would be able to do. Right. You know, it's it is it's pretty incredible, and that goes back to the theory: did, did something come? Like these single-celled organisms come from another planet and, you know, hitch a ride on an asteroid. I mean, what – there are so many theories that abound, and it is really interesting and fascinating. And that kind of goes back with that whole Titan thing with the planet mm-hmm. or the moon there of Saturn. And, and, you know, just the thought that could there be other life forms that that breathe differently, that, mm-hmm. you know, use different energy sources than what we would think would be required for life. Right, right, right. No, and I mean, what constitutes that as life, you know, so – 
I know you're as interested as I am on the tardigrades and yeah i just if you guys want to watch at home there's a, a a great vice episode that they talk about in depth about tardigrades they did and i missed that episode God. <laughs> they talk did about they really yeah they, they, wow they, i totally must have missed that episode that's crazy so it's so funny we, we're devoting ourselves to something that's to the size of a pinpoint yeah right and now we're going to move on to i know the part you've been so waiting for crazy. titan yeah the, the largest, one of the largest moons on Saturn mm-hmm. and four times denser than the Earth. And mm-hmm. why did he want to go there? Well, that's what I think, again, when it goes back to the other viewer, that question that's kind of felt disjointed. I even agreed with that, too. I was like, why of all places was that chosen? Why mm-hmm. not Mars or why not, you know, like, what was it about Titan that they felt they had to, to, to choose that? And I guess my only... Suggestion is possibly, again, because it, it brings about that our idea of our definition of life maybe needs to be expanded. And to okay. think that there could be other – even though it was just all theory and that we have no idea if there is any life forms on there. But it's the fact of being able to look beyond of what we think the definition of life is and what would – you know the requirements that we think would need to happen that would need to happen perfectly for life to exist. You, you know, and I – we're we're trying as hard as we can, and Scott, I got to commend you because I I feel like I throw you under the fire every two minutes. You're like, I'm like, tell me what tell me what meaning of the universe is, and you and you're so deftly handle it. But we mainly talk about TV shows, mm-hmm. and I definitely want to talk about the the effects, the special effects we saw tonight. And once again, I was giving the spaceship of the imagination a kind of a hard time last week. It's it wasn't uh, my favorite part, but no, I agree. Me, you, and me both. I. It, it's growing on me. It grew on me going into Saturn, and I'm like, because I'm thinking, this is TV. Right. And and, and it's the production value behind it, the effect. Mm-hmm. And, and I've heard some people say, hey, you know, it's a little cheesy. I'm Right. I disagree. I liked it tonight. I, I really liked, for some reason, when they went, in, went into Saturn, into Titan. Yeah. And, and just the exploration of that. For TV to do that, it, to me, it sets a fine line between that and cinema. Um, mm-hmm. To me, from a visual standpoint, I'm I'm seeing a d- kudos to the production value behind yeah. it tonight. No, I I agree. I, I we were saying it off camera earlier. Is that I feel it's sort of the the vehicle, pun intended in a way, no pun intended, but <laughs> it's the vehicle of the way they chose to be able to take us to these different worlds or take us into you know like we'd seen about the uh, the bears and and their their internal bodies and everything. It's the vehicle that they chose to be able to bring us to these different places rather than just be like, okay, we're going to transition and now we're zooming in on the planet or whatever. So this was the way they did it. And I do agree. It's TV. It adds a a really nice production value to it. It adds some really, you know, it's a way of being able to use the CGI and use what we have now, which when the first Cosmos came out in 1980, they didn't have that type of technology to be able to do that. So, yeah, I do think there's part of that. And and TV is entertainment and is educational, but in a way you still want to provide entertainment and that's their choice of being able to do it. Okay, so um, let's put us in the director's chair. Could we have thought of something? I I would have done, instead of going to Saturn, instead of going to Titan, Mm -hmm. I would have postured, since they are also throwing it out there, possibilities, Mm -hmm. what the future could be of natural and artificial selection. Because that's what this whole episode was about. Yeah. So why didn't they look at a possible future? Is this, was this some of the little asides that he was saying when he was like in the hall of extinction like Mm -hmm. we're gonna save that hall for later Mm -hmm. was he referring to us i'm probably you know i imagine (laughs) probably i I think about that too we're on our own 
ticking clock in a way too. And so I would have, you know, or would that have been if, or would that have been seen as a scare tactic? The extinction of us, because I don't see Titan's placement. I think I would have rather have seen the the possible future, right? Because I do feel that that was again. I do. I can understand that that whole disjointed, and also the fact that because it was all speculation as well. Yeah. Um, Is how, there anything you would have wanted to see? How and why they chose that? Well, I think it was an important thing to do as far as you know, just expanding the definition of of the possibility of life and what that entails and what that means. But I didn't really understand why they pick something like that instead of something that was close to home like Mars where it's been in discussions and we have a rover on there and there's been talks about was there life on Mars and everything. I felt like that would have been the, the, the better one to maybe go with. But they went in with the extreme of like a whole different way of, of life. But I, I think too, like the, just explore the – I could see what you're saying. Like if it was a scare tactic, like uh, especially if you threw in things like the way we're treating our planet, would right. that be considered a scare tactic to, you know – change things in global warming and this and that i mean i've heard all kinds of theories too in the way like you said uh humans in a way are almost like a virus some people have, some scientists even referred to that they're almost like a virus and i could see their their side of that it's like we quickly multiply we take over all the resources of a, of a host and we basically kill it off so in a weird way it's not from the matrix was it from the matrix, I think it's from the matrix. it probably was from the matrix <laughs> I'm, I'm forgetting because i haven't seen the matrix in a couple of years but I've, I've heard that theory before in a yeah. way it, it kind of makes sense though you know it's sort of like you take over the host, which in this case would be the planet, and then you basically destroy it because you over, you know, you take it over by quickly multiplying. And you're no, but you're spot on once again because the fact that you're saying Mars, why not the possibility that maybe the tardigrade came from Mars? Yeah, they hitched a ride on an asteroid and came over. But also just as the future, like you said, if we kind of tied it into the future, would this be something that could be a livable place for humans and generations to come? Would this be something that we could explore? Whereas I don't feel like Titan couldn't, especially it wouldn't be suitable for life when they're talking about for life on our planet could never survive in Titan. I wish they would have the temperature and, right. the, and the gases and everything else. I wish he would have expanded on saying, you know, just how cold it is on Titan. Well, he, I know because he said what was it, hundreds billion or it was like a hundred. I forget. I, I, I miss that. I, I didn't. No, I, I, I didn't I, hear that he actually mentioned an actual. Um, he did mention. I don't want to say hundred of billions because that sounds really too dramatic that there. Sounds but very cold. Uh, hundreds of degrees below zero. There we go. Not okay. billions. <laughs> yeah, hundreds of degrees below zero, which again would not be suitable for Earth life. And also that you know methane and ethane that are gases on Earth here are actually in liquid form there because it is so frigidly cold. So, so it's colder than Hoth from Empire Strikes. Yes, Back, exactly. Okay. So right. it's, it's it's very cold. You know, so before we, you know. You think it was cold in the winter in the U.S., it would be, you know, that's shorts weather for, for Titan. Ah, well said. So anything else that we got left after another another close by Mr. Sagan himself? Yeah, which again was great. I wasn't expecting that. No. No, I, I love that homage again. I thought maybe the first episode was going to be the only one as they were kind of introducing the viewers to this mm-hmm. rebirth, this refreshed, you know, uh, cosmos. I didn't expect them to go back with him in this episode. So I, I like that a lot, actually. All right, so definitely a lot to talk about. Please continue the conversation mm-hmm. with us at, on YouTube and, at, you know, iTunes. Let us know stuff that we might have missed and give us some answers and and make fun of me for the the web finger thing. That'd be fantastic. <laughs> but definitely, let's move on to. Oh, Marissa, you're gonna say something? I saw, I thought you were moving on. I thought you had a point, Lady Stats. <laughs> Lady Stats from watching the original Cosmos. Well, well I noticed when uh, they had the animation on that episode near the end with uh, the evolution of the creatures to creatures. That mm-hmm. I, I'm pretty sure that was in the original Carl Sagan. Yes, because I yeah. vividly remember that. 
seconds. Though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was 400 million years in, what, 40 seconds? 40 seconds, yeah. But you, I, I liked how they bring this current cosmos back to the original because if the original was, wasn't was that great or memorable, I don't think they'd be the, the new rever, uh, revamped version mm-hmm. or reboot of cosmos. There, and you're right because the, Absolutely. there's something behind that because since then there's been tons of it. There's Nova... Mm-hmm. There's uh, through the wormhole. There's all these other, yeah. but for some reason, people st- wanted to see cosmos, and it's because uh, Mr. S- Sagan said it himself. He said it with a way that he cared about. He made you care about him, mm-hmm. so, you know, very, very much so. Absolutely. And I think that's why we're back here 34 years later. Mm-hmm. So, with that said, another great episode. So let's move on to a little gadget review on Cosmos, the app. I know I'm not doing news and gossip, but. Want to talk about fans because fans are saying, "Well, I want to get more Cosmos outside of the after show on AfterBuzz TV." But mm-hmm. you can also download an app, and it's on iTunes. You can get it for your Android as well. And I downloaded it this past week, mm-hmm. and I will have to say, it left a little to be desired. Really, I can't believe I'm saying that. Hmm. You know, you could tell. I'm like, I'm thinking they they spent a lot of time on the show, seven years, but I think they could have spent a little more time on the app. Well, I, I haven't downloaded it yet, but I will for the iPhone uh, this week and see. I mean, is it more of getting extra features, information? Yes. You're supposed to be it – it gives you bios on, you know, on, of course, Andrian and Dr. Tyson mm-hmm. and everyone behind production. Okay. And little snippets. But nowadays, I think with YouTube and what we have, we can find it all on our own Absolutely. so much quicker. And the UI is – mine kept crashing mm-hmm. over and over. It, it crashed about 20 times, but when it got to – when it gets working, mm-hmm. it's beautiful. It's as beautiful as the series. So okay. I just hopefully they can add a little to it, but I'm only going to give it three Milky Ways out of five. <laughs> I'm giving it a rating. I'm sorry. I love it, three Milky Ways. And I'm automatically, me, I'm thinking of like the candy bar. So I'm like, ooh, now I want a Milky Way candy bar. Um, I'm going to try it out and just see, because uh, you, you do feel like they should be able to take advantage of this. Yes. Really, right now. Even if it was something you could follow, like it would be really cool if, if they had like a feature you could follow along with the show. Yeah. Almost like a pop-up thing, and they could give you a little more detail as you're like following, as a second screen type thing, which you feel that would be a great way or to do that. For the calendar, they could do the cosmic cosmic calendar. It's like on this day, yes. this happened. That would be great too. Forgive me, you know what? That would be fantastic. Like every single day, a notification. Yeah, yeah. Of what as like the cosmic calendar of what would have happened in the scope of things. That'd be too. awesome. See, okay. They should have that feature too. I'm going to reassess. Okay, three point five instead. Of, I forgot they did have the cosmic calendar, <laughs> and they did, <laughs> and they did explain it. I was just so mad that it kept crashing on me, and but. They they do have little highlights throughout the yeah. cosmic year, throughout okay. the cosmic calendar. So, yes, that was probably the to me that wasn't my favorite part of it, aside from the the eye opening on the app itself. So definitely check it out. Let us I know what you guys think. Yeah, so I'd love to hear what everyone else thinks too. Let's get out of here. Let's do some predictions. <laughs> do we now, even know what's going on next week? Predictions. I do know that in the next few. It's, I read somewhere that the next, I think it's five out of the next 11 episodes are going to be dealing with quantum physics. Wow. So we're definitely going to bring in someone for I that know, one because someone that's really smart. Where's the, like, the Cliff's Notes versions for some of these episodes where I could just quantum physics? I'm like, woo. Five episodes on that. But I, I, I don't know if they're still gonna, the next episode's going to deal with a little more of the exploration of the creation of life. Mm-hmm. And I know that's where they ended this past week because yeah. we, we missed out the end because we, we technical problems. We, we, we missed the last because it stopped recording. 
mm-hmm. in the big room. So we missed the, the preview for next week. So let us know. Or better yet, I'm going to try to do is so I'll, I'll go on YouTube and I'll put the little link for, you know, for next week's preview. So just so the fans have it so that we can see it too. But Yeah, because it's hard to predict. I, I, it's, again, it's like one of those shows. In a way, it's almost like an animated show to where you just don't know what to say because you don't know where they're going to go with this. There's so many. When you're talking about the universe, there's more questions than answers. Yes, and you got to question everything, and it's endless. So let us know what you think. So Scott, once again, thank you so much for an awesome show. Yeah, thank you. Where was, can they find you? Yeah, they, uh, you can find me on the old Twitter at sman80. That's sman80, and here on Monday nights for the Archer and Chosen after shows. Nice, and Marissa, thank you for making us behave again. Where can they find <laughs> you? Of course, uh, you can follow me on Twitter and on Instagram at Serafini TV. Nice, and. Are you doing any other shows? Oh, of course I do. Once Upon a Time, Glee, Parenthood. Yeah, I'm always here. So. Yeah, I was like, you do everything. <laughs> I do a bunch of random shows. She's the Jamaican. The, she does like 14 shows. That's right. The <laughs> lights wouldn't be on without her here. <laughs> and you can follow me on JC Rubio TV on Instagram and Twitter. And possibly doing the red carpet for Dancing with the Stars. If that's your thing, check it out. So for Scott, Marissa, I'm JC. We're your Cosmos After Show. Good night. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.